Hello, Magical Mamas. Welcome to episode number four of the Magical Mothering Podcast. Today, I bring to you a recording from my latest Magical Mothering Circle, where we were talking about earth rhythms for home harmony. And this is all about plugging back into source using the healing power of nature, because this is the foundational grounding anchor point for our base chakra. We are talking about circadian rhythms, family rituals, feminine cycles, and the teachings of seasonal cycles and the magic of solstice and equinoxes. This also includes a bonus meditation at the end. I hope you enjoy. Welcome everybody to our circle. So now that I have you all here, um, this circle's intention is to help us to align with earth rhythms to bring us more connection and and within ourselves and more harmony within our homes it provides a beautiful base connection for our children so that our children are able to feel connected to the earth and that's a uh, very foundational support. It's where we get our grounding from, our grounding energy. So um, let's see. First off, I'd just like everybody to um, get comfortable and relax. Make sure that you've got, if you need a glass of water nearby or a, a cup of tea, make sure you've got something nourishing, you're comfortable, you're in a safe space. Okay. And just as we begin, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands on which we are individually standing. Now, I'm here on Yagara and Jagara land, and that land was never ceded. I acknowledge the privilege I have gained through the colonization of these lands, and I pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Tonight, I welcome you to our magical mothering Mabon Circle under this waxing crescent moon in Taurus. So thank you for joining me today. I invite you to step into this sacred space with reverence. Be that with a deep breath and sending your roots down deep into the ground, into the earth, to, to claim this space that you're taking up, to know that you have every right to be here exactly as you are. Big breath. You can open your heart space and just allow your body to sink down into this space here. You can call in your guides, your ancestors, and acknowledge uh, the past, present, elders, maidens, mothers, magas, and crones who have circled before us. If you'd like to light a candle, um, burn some herbs or some incense. This is a great time to, to do that and create this sacred space around you. I open this circle to our sisters in the north and welcome the guardians of the earth, the dryads, the gnomes, the crystal keepers, turning the minerals from the bones of our ancestors past into rainbows of light. I open this circle to our sisters in the east and welcome the guardians of air, the scythes, the fae, the spirits of wind who bring the whispers of change. I open this circle to our sisters in the west and welcome the guardians of the water, the creatures of the depths, the nymphs, the mer people who teach us to move with the flow. 
I open this circle to our sisters in the south and welcome the guardians of the fire, the phoenix and the salamanders who rebirth from the ashes and walk the coals of transformation with passion. Okay. Welcome into this space. Now, my intention when I talk about earth rhythms and why it has such a connection to our harmony within and within our, our families is because this is, if this is a knowledge that I have felt when I have connected my energy into earth. So this is when in those moments when I felt really disconnected and traveled out into nature traveled out into the mountains and sunk my feet and my toes into the through the crystal rivers and and the creeks this is a connection that comes back from that this is a knowledge that is shared from many many cultures around the world and this is something that has been lost with modern lifestyles with lots of technology with lots of busyness and rushing It has swept us up into a overdrive, a nervous system overdrive. And we're missing that, that plug-in, that plug-in to source. And it's creating damages within, within our physical, and it's creating misconnections around us. So many families are moving in so many different directions and they don't have that central connection. And when we align with the earth rhythms, be that throughout a day, throughout a week, throughout a month, throughout a season, it has a magic about it that anchors us all into the same cycle. Okay. So this is why it's really, really important to me because it's something that really anchors me, is, is huge for me. And it's something that saved me. It's something that when I am feeling very disconnected and I'm feeling at my worst because I do often walk that thin line between feeling good and then a deep depression or a heavy load of anxiety. I walk that line and this is something that keeps me on path. So if I do, if I fall out of connection with the earth, if my rhythm falls out of sync with the earth rhythm, then I can feel myself tilting more so into the, into the more challenging state of being. And this is um, something that's deeper in my work. If we move deeper into the, the journey that we go on this mothering magic, magical mothering journey is, is how to cycle through that and, and stay with that feeling and, and embrace it as being a part of you and know how to still keep moving. So that's what we're here for is we don't ignore any of the, that side of things, but we are constantly processing and moving through that spiral. Now, the rhythms, as I was talking about, um, we have the rhythm of the day between light and night. We have the rhythm of the weekdays, 
seven days that we travel through and we can create a rhythm around those seven days and we have monthly cycles or also connected to the moon cycles and the seasonal cycles as well based around solstices and equinoxes so that's what we're going to be talking about tonight so let's talk about the the energy or the rhythm of the day so the earth rhythm of the day is very much linked to the energy. Well, all of these earth rhythms link up to a, a, a goddess type energy of the, the cycle of maiden, mother, mega, crone. This is in everything that we are cycling through. And we can see the earth holds such a feminine energy because it is linked with these cycles, just like a woman cycles through her, her uh, monthly or her moon cycle. It's all linked with a very feminine rhythm. So the day rises with the sun and that is the, that is the maiden energy of the day when the sun is bursting up new. So when, our, when we wake with the sun, our cortisol levels are actually at the highest. And as the day moves on, it actually, our cortisol levels get lower and lower as the day goes on, preparing us for rest when our hormones are in sync. So what we can do to help regulate our bodies and stay with this cycle is wake up with the sun. And that couldn't, doesn't have to mean you have to jump out of bed and go, go, go as soon as the sun rises, especially if you're somewhere where the sun rises quite early. You know, you can, something that we do is sleep without curtains open. And so when the sun rises, the light fills your room and you are waking with that natural light. So getting as much of that natural light on you, sunlight and moonlight, washing over you as much as possible helps to regulate your hormone productions. Okay. So getting early morning sun on your skin is a beautiful way to start your hormones syncing up with these earth rhythms. So you can do that by simply opening your curtains in the morning and greeting the sun. You can do this by having little rituals that you do in the morning that connect you with going outside and connecting with the earth early in the morning. So some of these things like what I have is taking the compost bin out in the morning. Uh, it could be um, watering your plants in the summer going outside, hanging out your washing in the morning outside. Uh, it could be eating breakfast in front of a window with natural light pouring in so your skin can make that vitamin D, a precursor to so many essential hormones. Okay, it's also important that we begin to stretch or move your body. So not being one to go off running in the morning, we have children underfoot, it's hard to get out of the door first thing and go and do lots of exercise or go for a walk. But if you can go for a walk around um, in the morning, a nature walk in the morning is a beautiful way to connect in with the light and connect in with your day and connect in with nature. But if you don't have time for that, a simple stretch, a simple dance around your kitchen or even just circling your hips around in the shower and just moving your body and stretching your body while you're making your morning breakfast, whatever you are doing, just moving your body and getting familiar with that morning yoga is, is my go-to. Okay. 
starts to get things going. Also, that works with our lymphatic system, starts to move our body and start shifting some of that physical energy that we start to store and create stagnation within our body. Now, it's also important that we eat nourishing foods during the daylight, during the daylight hours. And that also comes in with the intuitive eating of eliminating the foods that make you feel sluggish, eliminating the foods that you get a reaction for. They make you feel bloated. They make you feel gassy. They make you just get a headache or feel foggy. We need to eliminate the foods that aren't serving us and focus that on during the daylight hours Then the sun is up. We're filling our body with nourishing things. Okay, I'm, I'm bad at that. It's something that I'm working on doing is um, that's always been a thing that I struggle with is not eating enough good foods, not drinking my water. Those that know me well know that I struggle with that and they have to remind me. And um, I'm going to emphasize during the daylight hours. Because when the sun goes down, it's time for our body to start going into that rest and digest phase. It's time for our body to slow down. And so we're using that earth energy of the sun changing to tonight, the sun going down to signify to our body that it's time to rest. And this helps to sync our bodies up with this, with this light. Okay. So trying we try my intention is it doesn't always run perfectly but this is why it's an intention is to have dinner ready and we're eating as the sun's going down so that's sort of like a signifier to the kids that and this is also for our screen time is that as the sun goes down it's time for quiet and slow and I'll say this again and again it's one of the things that I that that I live by is that we say can we turn the screens off for coming to the table and that's a that's a crossover point in our rhythm that signifies it's time for the big lights the overhead lights to go off and we're working with with salt lamps and fairy lights instead and we have our dinner together and move from there into our nighttime rhythm or rituals so yeah, we're eating during the during the daylight and during the night, it's time for our bodies to rest. Um, minimizing these electronics as the sun goes down. Um, one of my one of my personal rules is that I don't have tech in the bedroom, so I don't take my mobile phone to bed. I try and leave it in the kitchen. That's where my charger is, and. So then I don't have the Wi-Fi in my bedroom while I'm sleeping. You can turn your Wi-Fi off at night. I would love to do that, but my husband is against that. That's okay. But I just choose to not take my phone into the bedroom. It stops me from scrolling when I wake up in the light. And that blue light is really, really damaging for our melatonin production, which helps us to feel rested and helps us to reset our nervous system as well. Okay. Yeah. So um, getting enough sleep is really important. I know that's really hard with, with mums that have children that we're nurturing all night long, um, but make sure that you are addressing that. Cause one of the things that I find that trips me up is that we stay up late to get alone time. We stay up late after all of the children have gone to sleep because we just want some time just for us. And there's nothing wrong with that, but what I try and compensate with is time during my rhythm that I get that at a time that's going to serve me so I don't have to take it back at 11 o'clock at night that's what that's what I'm here for now is this is this is time for me 
That's what you're here for now. This is time for you. This is recharging time. When do you get time in your rhythm to, to recharge and take that time back so that you don't have to stay up really late to take that time just to do something for you? Okay. We need to address those um, the big rocks. So I have this analogy when I talk about creating your rhythm around um, fitting in the big rocks. So when we have that jar and you have a jar and you've got big rocks and you've got small rocks and you've got some sand and you've got some water and that if you put in the water first or you put in the sand first, then you can't fit the big rocks in. So the big rocks need to go first and the big rocks need to be your priorities. What are your highest values? So this would be connection with your children, connection with your partner, connection with yourself. These are my big rocks. They need to go in first. So we need to build our other things. The smaller rocks um, could be your meals, your other commitments, your work, your classes, your things that you've committed to and you have to be there at a certain time will fit in around those big rocks as well. You know, everything's, your whole life's not going to fall apart if they, if they get missed or they get pushed back. But those big rocks can't be forgotten. And then the sand is everything else. <laughs> My house, house cleaning fits into that. That's like a, if somebody's coming over, then I'll do it. <laughs> but not unless. And then the, all the water is everything else. What are the things that you fill your time with that aren't really that important to you? So just coming back to that, create a rhythm based around your values, fitting in the big rocks. And um, this is how it works into the week. So we take that daily rhythm of moving from day to night and making sure that we've got enough sleep and making sure that we've got enough of our meals and our connection spaces throughout the actual day with morning rituals and evening rituals and even and mealtime rituals and these different things that, that carry us from morning till night. And we look at how this plays out across the whole rhythm of our week. So it could be that you have different themes for different days where you have a day that you like to go out and explore you'll have a day that you like to stay in and do craft you might have a movie evening you might have a games day you know what is it that you want your kids want more of asking them the questions of what do you want to do more of in your days and your rhythms and we look at the rhythm every week I look at my rhythm every Sunday and I, I think what do I, am I doing too much this week? Is it a week of, we look it up to your, to your monthly cycles. Is it a week where I'm bleeding and I don't want to do that much? Is it a week of the dark moon and I need to go into a bit of my retreat space? Do I need to, do I need to cut back or can I um, do more? Like, am I wanting more connection, more people, more socialization? Am I wanting to move out more like that? Let's see if I can and um yeah and that's how we can blend our weekly rhythm into a monthly rhythm so just adding on to that is a weekly rhythm can be built around this energy of of maiden so going back to the day the maiden was the, the sunrise then the mother is like the mid-morning moving into noon and then we've got mega and mega is like a queen energy and uh it's the from it's like this I can see her as a really strong woman she's got maybe she's got grown-up kids or she hasn't had any kids it doesn't matter but she's this 
you know, she's in her 50s to 60s and she is, you know, she's got this power about her that she has been through so much and she has done a lot of her own healing work and she is still thriving in who she is. She's got this freedom and she's moving around her life without um, worrying about anybody thinks. And that's that queen energy of the mega. And that's very much from lunchtime into the afternoon. And then the crone comes as the sun starts to set and it moves into the night resting and uh, regenerating and and absorbing all of the energy, um, the restoration or the um, integrating the energy of the day with all of the wisdom that you have learned. And we go over all of these thoughts in our head. So we're resetting our mindsets and doing all that healing work through the night. That's the crown energy. So then we move that into a week and it could be that that, that crown and crown energy of the week could be a Sunday where we take a Sunday of rest. We take a Sunday of reflection and thinking about what do we want to do differently in the weeks to come. And then we've got Monday is this excited energy of opportunities and um, plans and that's your maiden energy starting again and you're and you've got your mother energy of the of the Wednesday where you start to see things coming together and projects birthing and things are moving and uh, then we're moving into the mega energy of the Friday and she's free you know she's got this she's feeling like she's accomplished some stuff maybe and she's got she's free she's got this energy about her yeah, I know, right? And um, and then we go into that's Friday and Saturday, I see. And then we go into the energy of the crone again of slowing, resting, resetting. And then we move that into the monthly cycle. Now I um track in my daily journal the moon, the phase that it's in and where it's what it's in. So at the moment, waxing crescent moon in uh Taurus. Okay, so we're tracking where the moon is and we're relating it to the day in your cycle. So you know where in your cycle you are, you know how you feel in relation to the moon. So this is syncing you up to the earth energy of the moon's connection or pull with the earth and where you are cycling and moving with that. And you know what, it actually helps me to sync what was a very irregular cycle my menstrual cycle was very irregular and I had no connection with it at all. Um, and as I started bringing myself into attunement with the earth and attunement with the moon, then I could start to actually tune into my own cycle. And I could actually feel when I was about to begin my bleed because I had that entunement that I was needing to go into that crone energy of rest, that, that um, waning crescent moon energy of rest. And it sinks my energy up with the moon. Now, um, it, it doesn't matter if you are bleeding with the, with a new moon or with a full moon or was it on a crescent moon, you, you can actually alter that once you're really in tune with your body and and this energy this is why i say sleep under the moonlight and and spend time under the moon the more time we do that and with less artificial lighting the more our hormones will actually sync up to bring us into an alignment with the moon cycle so um the more we pay attention and tune into our bodies, 
the more we can uh, feel into when we need to rest and when we need when we can plan more adventurous activities and more expansive activities and giving our energy more to the, more out into the world sharing more of ourselves and when we need to hold that energy in close so we get to know that and when we have that that connection that attunement with our own cycles and really being attuned into what our needs are energetically as well as on a physical basis of boundaries and all of that extra stuff that I won't go into tonight. But when we have that, we can be a really grounded guide for our children. We become a more grounded partner. We become less reactive is the overall goal when we are wanting to be a mother to our intuitive empathic children who are trying to navigate this roller coaster of emotions that they're picking up on from everybody if we can be a stable or a a, a solid flow it doesn't mean that we have to be flatlined calm all the time that's not the goal calm's not the goal but grounded is a goal grounded is a goal to be able to rise and flow with a pattern is a good goal and having that monthly flow and my kids can know this is a time where I need some extra quiet I need some extra time to myself I need some extra care for me and by doing that they know that I'm going to be able to come back again with a more expansive energy so they're more allowing with that because they've got the awareness that the flow happens with ups and downs And we want them to know that flows or cycles have ups and downs because they're allowed to have ups and downs. They're allowed to have good days and bad days and we can make space for that. Okay, this is what the seasonal energy, the seasonal cycles teach us, that we can, we don't have to be blooming. We don't have to be in spring all the time. That's when we don't have to be like that. We can have times where we need to retreat. We can have times where we want to be out and um, explorative and, and chatty. And we don't have to be that bubbly person all the time. We don't have to be happy 24-7. We can have big feelings. And we know that just because we have a big feeling, we can express it, ground into it, process it, and move through it, flow with it. And it'll come back around. This is the spiral. So moving into seasonal cycles. Seasonal cycles and solstices, equinoxes. So the main ones we have or we base around, we've got um, your winter solstice and your summer solstice at those poles. And then we have the equinoxes on either side of that. So we've got the spring or vernal equinox and we've got the autumn equinox and we're about to move into the autumn equinox which is also which I also call um, Mabon and the autumn equinox here in the southern hemisphere is between the 20th to the 21st of March so we're going to be celebrating that on Sunday in our family for Mabon and so it's really important that we tune into our surrounding environment when we are attuning with earth's rhythms so something that was really bugging me when i was first 
immersing myself in all of um, the seasonal cycles and earth rhythms again was, you know, that people are decorating with spring bunnies and pastel colors and eggs that represent rebirth around um, this time of year being Easter. And Easter's based on an, a Northern Hemisphere tradition that's held in springtime. And just because it's at the same time here, it can feel really conflicting to have all of that imagery around you when we are moving into a we're moving into shedding energy it's harvest time we're bringing in the autumn leaves and we're, we're wanting like acorns in our craft and stuff like that um and then another challenge came up was that you know i live in in queensland and i don't have a lot of autumn trees around me there's no leaves we go for a, a nature walk to, with the intention of collecting autumn leaves to come home and craft with or acorns to craft with and coming from um a mountainous chilly place in victoria where I was surrounded by a lot of that stuff in my childhood and that's nostalgic for me and I want to bring that into my children's lives and going for walks around here and we don't have a lot of that and I'm thinking where can we drive to find some autumn leaves and to do this and then I've had this drop into me since tuning into the season coming is that it's about what's around you it's not about the way that autumn you think it looks about how it should look it's about what is around you right now so we have a beautiful cassia tree out in our front fence and it's it's blooming with these yellow flowers that always come out around this time of year and it reminds me of this time of year and that i've actually got them in my flower essence kit as well these are the the gifts that we have when we connect into the natural world that we are living in this moment. So even if it's just your street, even if it's just your yard, walking around your block and noticing the changes in the seasonal cycles connects you to the land that you are standing on. And this is how you anchor into your land without feeling nostalgic to move somewhere else or nostalgic to wish that you were in the Northern Hemisphere so you could have a proper, you know, season without any of that wishing because I've been there and that's hard and you just feel like you don't belong constantly and you feel like it's not right or you're doing things wrong or you can't do it well enough because you don't have enough autumn leaves you can't do the crafts that are on the Pinterest and I'm not a Pinterest mum that's not my style and so I don't want to be that we're letting go of these conditionings these stories of all of the, the shoulds and the things that we feel like we have to be to do this Okay, so this is the seasonal rhythm. So I'll just briefly go through. We've got Mab on here. It's all about the equ autumn equinox is a time of balance of, of we're moving from a time when the light is heavier, there's more light in the scale, and we're moving through this balancing point where night and day are equal, it's balance. It's a time where we look at all of the gratitude for all of the light that we have been surrounded with, all of the abundance, all of the fun, all of the friendships, all of the freedom that came from the summer and coming through everything that you have had worked for and all of the beautiful things that have been and we acknowledge all of the things that you have grown and nourished since spring equinox when you planted seeds we've we've grown so much beautiful fruits of our labors and we're harvesting that we're harvesting that with gratitude and then we um, look at the things that we're cutting away from our lives so for um 
like in uh, Lamas that we just had in February. We're cutting the grains. We're cutting away the things that we don't we don't need anymore. We're we're severing ties. We're moving into creating space for the new to come. And so we, we are doing that here through the harvest as well. We're gratitude for everything that we've collected and we're cutting away things that we don't need it to hold on to anymore. And we're moving into a preparation stage of the harvest. This is moving into preparation stage. The next harvest festival to come is Soen. And that's all about honoring our ancestors as we move into the dark. Because in the old world, the dark, the night... The winter was reserved for the humans going inside, the humans staying indoors, the humans, you know, would retreat and leave the dark for the other world. They would leave the dark for the the mythical stories, if you want to say mythical, of the fae the night creatures, those that would come out of the mounds at night and come and walk the forest. And um, the spirits who were walking the trails and the roads on their way home. And Solon is creating a, a portal for that, a gateway for that. So that's what's coming next. And that's where we are allowing ourselves to retreat inwards, going internal, and it gives us space to reflect and plan and think about where we're growing and where we're healing. And we do this through the winter seasonally. And the winter solstice is about recognizing the hope and recognizing that it's just a phase. This is like that this too shall pass. And in the winter, we are lighting candles and we're calling in the light. We're waking up at sunrise and we're, we're so grateful for the sun that it's still rising, even on the darkest day and the most dark, there's still light and we honor that light. And then we have the next cycle is in bulk and in bulk we light more candles and we're calling the summer building an excitement that the sun is coming in so the crown the the crone energy of the winter of the winter solstice that begins from sowing through winter solstice becomes maiden energy again at in bulk becomes a small joyous child energy in bulk has a lot to do with the milk and um I have, I have a huge attachment to Imbolc and, and the breastfeeding mother. There is such nourishment that comes with Imbolc as we're nourishing and we're preparing for the new birth to come. And then we have the, the spring equinox or Ostara, which is where we celebrate with eggs and bunnies and pastels and flowers. And, and we're melting all of the ice. It's melting and we're, the flowers are um, shoots are bursting up through the new growth. And this is how we can be representative of how do we cycle with this? And if we are really connected with the earth that we live on, how are we noticing these new new life coming back into the earth how are we noticing new life coming back into ourselves? we've given ourselves time of rest we've given ourselves time of reflection and we're able to move into this new energy again and then from there we move into Beltane and Beltane is the goddess energy of maiden still but she's moving into her power her sexual power and she's claiming herself as a woman and it's got that energy of the 
entanglement or the the great right of the coming together with the masculine the feminine the masculine combining to create new life and that new life comes through and is blooming with pregnation and this is the mother energy coming in through through summer solstice through litha she's pregnant she's bursting and there's so much fruits and abundance all around and this is the energy of abundance and and really through the summer here in australia we are celebrating with our seasonal celebrations of if you celebrate christmas if you're celebrating new year's this is so much coming together so many parties so many outdoor adventures so many gatherings in at the beach you know these these joinings these joins people together of communities together and then um moving through again into lamash she's she's coming through and she's the mother is growing the mother is harvesting she's ripe she's ready to harvest her growth and everything that she's been been bringing forth and here we are back again from summer solstice to lamas the first harvest and then mabon autumn equinox again and at autumn equinox the mother starts to change into the crone she's had her baby she is now moving through her cycles through the mega energy of the harvest and now she's moving into that crone energy she's letting go her child has grown up her child's making new paths and we feel that freedom of what are we what are we planning and what are we doing and who are we again who are we and what is our essence and finding ourselves again this comes through with the rites of passage these rites of passage they come up over and over again and cycle through um, generations and teach us again and again and again who are we come back to self who are you what are we here for so the rites of passage could be um, moving through as a girl her first bleed meeting her first partner um, having her first child you know and then her child moving through these cycles with her child right in passage and you can look at this as the male aspect as well growing up becoming that man becoming the father becoming the old man becoming the crone you know we move in these cycles and we just if we are connected to these cycles then it helps us to really ground in and have appreciation for all of the stages that are moving on around us. We can come into appreciation of the generational lineage that we come from and the cycles that we move through, they've moved through as well and they've had their own challenges. So this is where in my work that we can do a lot of um, generational healing down these these lineages and understand the linking of everybody has their own seasons everybody moves through their own cycles and we we approach these cycles with awareness forgiveness compassion to know that everything's linked and it's constantly moving through these cycles. And when we are doing a lot of this work of reclaiming ourselves, our deeper essence, our connection to the earth, our connection to the old ways, the ways that support 
and nourish as a family rather than break us apart and move us in different directions and separate we're actually bringing us together and we're bringing us together in a grounded state of being okay so i'd love to open up the floor for some questions so if anybody has any questions please pop them in the chat or feel free to unmute yourself if you'd like to Okay, so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to pause our recording and I'm going to open up a space for our sharing circle. And just allowing your breaths to move through your body, allowing yourself to become conscious of the way your breath enters into your Heart space through your nose, your mouth. Let it move in through your nose and down into your heart. Allow it filling up your chest and peeling your shoulders back as you create more room to breathe in. More room to open your heart, more room to feel, cracking those ribs and expanding your heart space, opening it all the way up, breathing in and breathing in and breathing in until you feel like you're going to burst. You cannot breathe in anymore. And as we release, breathing out through the mouth, allow your breaths to drop your body down deeply into your space where you are sitting, where you are laying, Allow all your muscles to soften and claim this space where you are, dropping them down into the ground, dropping it deeply into the earth, allowing your energy to just be held and sink deep, allowing your body to feel supported by the earth beneath you. Breathing in through the nose. Hands on the heart, you can feel your heart expand and allowing more space for your heart to open and feel everything that you need to feel. And breathing out with a long exhale, it tells our body that we are in a safe space. The long exhale signals to our body that it is time to rest. It's time to be held, it is time to be supported. It's time to nourish and listen within. And you can allow your neck to stretch from side to side as you lengthen your muscles. Drop your head, your chin to your chest and lengthen the muscles down your back your neck letting your head go heavy as you tilt it back and forth and side to side loosening any tension and feeling that tension release from your shoulders as you roll your shoulders back 
creating movement through your heart space. We are cracking our ribs and opening the space bigger and bigger. You are surrounded by love. With the circle that we have created in supportive sisterhood tonight, you are surrounded by love with your guides. Your spiritual support team is standing around you. Your ancestors, this long line of strong women, even strong men, they've got your back and they're here with you. You are surrounded by people who love you and care for you and want the best. People who you can reach out to, people who you can laugh with and play with. Share your joys and share your sorrows, your triumphs and your challenges. You are surrounded by love and all we need to do is open our heart space. And let these feelings move in and out. Be really fluid with what we're feeling. Allow it to be as fluid as our breath. Release any of these stagnant energies, stagnant feelings that are down deep in our bellies, down deep in that darkest pit of our body. You can move your hands down into your belly. And I want you to just feel into that, that warm center of yourself. And just focus next time you breathe in, breathing all the way down to this pit of your body, down to this deepest part of yourself. Filling your belly up with air. And as you breathe out, allow that deepest feelings that have been pushed all the way down into that bottom of the pit to move up through your energy of your body. Let it move out of your body with that breath. It can move out on your breath. It can move out by moving up and down through your roots and into the ground. We allow our earth mother to take these energies back, back into her soil. And just like the leaves that fall from the tree, These emotions, these feelings, these stories that we hold on to, we need to give them back. We need to compost into the earth and fill her up with this nourishment. She takes that which we are no longer needing, that which is no longer serving us, and she reclaims it back into her body. The soil reclaims these leaves. These feelings and burdens and stories of self. And the rain comes and washes it down into the ground. Cleansing. And you can feel the rain as it washes over your body. Like a shower. You are feeling cleansed and refreshed. And rain is nature's, earth's way of cleansing us. 
And as the rains calm, it washes away these leaves, washes them back down into the ground. All of the nutrients and minerals go back into the earth and she's able to send that nourishment down into your roots, nourishing your roots by planting you deeper. Planting you deeper and nourishing your needs and nourishing all of your desires and the way that you can be a supportive big tree that supports everybody who shelters under you. Mother of many. She shelters her children. She cares for those she loves. But she also needs to water these roots and make sure that they have all of the nutrients and nourishing that they need. Breathing out these pits of deep, dark emotions that we bury in. We send them down into our roots and that's our nourishment to send them back, back into the ground letting the earth break them down and give it back to us as strength, give it back to us as restoration, nourishment to grow taller and stronger. And we know that through these experiences and through these stories, we can't take them away. They'll always be a part of us and, and how we got to this place that we are in today or where we're going. They'll always be a part of us. They'll always leave that notch on that ring inside our tree. But they won't hinder our growth. Because we are strong, we have a strong support system within our roots, supported by our earth, our earth mother, she holds us steady. And so that when these storms, these winds of change come, we will bend with these winds, we will shake, but we will not break. We will let go of some of our leaves and we will change but we will not break. We will continue to grow with seasons of rest. We nourish our roots. And then new buds come and new growth happens and new ideas spring forth, new projects, new versions of ourselves come around again and again in cyclics of change. And then we rest again. We let go. We feel all of our branches get knocked about in the winds of change again and again. But every time it comes around, we are stronger, we are wiser. In these seasons, they teach us to give space for the growth space for sending our nourishment into our roots and letting all of the leaves fall 
and not focusing on the buds and the flowers and the fruits for a little bit. And then there'll be time to bud and then there'll be time to bloom and then there'll be time to fruit. And then we can be great, gracious and great, full of gratitude for all of the fruits that we can harvest from the work that we've done. And we are cyclic. And just like the sun rises on a new day, we will rise every day as well. And the day is anew and the world is anew and our opportunities are anew each morning. And as the maiden, she stretches her arms out and greets the sun with gratitude and a beaming big smile. She bursts into her day with excitement, with optimism and hope. And throughout the day, she grows. She learns. She changes. She surrenders. She thrives. She supports herself and others. And then she rests so that she can rise again the next day. Taking this moment to feel into the way that you want to grow throughout your days. Taking this moment to feel into your intention of the way that you rise in the morning and the things that you want to grow through. Support, nourish with your roots. How are you going to nourish and nurture your roots? What are the stories that you need to release and surrender? in order to create space to grow, for the new buds to bloom. Feel into the excitement of what your new buds could be because this is a time for not only harvesting and surrendering, but this is a time for preparation. This is a time for getting excited about the new that will come and planning with goals and dreams. We hold on to those while we're healing and we hold on to those while we're growing and we hold on to those while we're surrendering because we're constantly making room for the new to arrive. Even in the darkest day, in that winter solstice night, we celebrate the light because the sun still rises every day. Blessed be. I'm just taking a big deep breath in through the nose. And holding it in your body, feeling this energy glowing in your aura all around you, feeling it into your fingers, feeling it into your toes. And wiggle your fingers, wiggle your toes as you breathe out. And allow your body to just feel completely at rest, at ease, with a buzzing of hope and excitement for everything that you are building and creating in this world.
knowing that now is the time for rest so that in the morning you will bloom. Now, while we're in this space, I'm just going to close down our circle. Just thanking our guides, our ancestors for being here with us in this space tonight, for holding this space for us, for being here with us and showing us their support. Thank you for showing up here with me tonight and for holding this space. It isn't a circle unless we have you here with us side by side. This is an energy that we create together, a collaborative space, and I thank you for being here with me. I close down this circle to our sisters in the south and thank the guardians of the fire for being here with us tonight. I close down this circle to our sisters in the west and thank the guardians of the water for being here with us tonight. I close down this circle to our sisters in the east and thank the guardians of the air for being here with us tonight. And I close down this circle to our sisters in the north and thank the guardians of the earth for being here with us tonight. So much love for you. I'm just going to stop our recording for a moment. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey. If you'd like to hear more from me, please come follow me on Facebook group Magical Mothering and support me on Patreon. I'd love to invite you to join me there. Lots of love.